0: Are you ready to challenge yourself and see if you have what it takes to make 10k in 10 days? Visit the Boss Effect Podcast Community on Facebook and tell us what you would do if you had to challenge yourself to make 10k in 10 days.
1: The Boss Effect on the Boss Effect on the Boss on, the Boss a B O S S, you know that you bless. Yes, tell you a boss in your drip in your podcast, podcast that helps you comfortably rock in life and business. The show where you learn what it takes to be your own boss. Your one stop shop for tips, tools, and resources. Your sweet spot for digital online business startup. When you are looking for your next step in life and business, we've got you covered. Where emerging entrepreneurs come to level up their game with your hosts powerhouse performance couple expert leaders sean seven and queen kimmy welcome to another episode of the boss effect podcast
0: and today's episode is none other than abraham Heiser, a mindset and performance coach who has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs achieve extraordinary results in business and their personal life abraham has been the go-to mindset coach for many seven figure coaching organizations like Tribe of Buyers, Online Training Accelerator, and Prospecting on Demand. Currently, he is a strategy consultant for the one and only Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi at Mastermind.com. His focus is helping people monetize their knowledge by building successful online coaching and course creation businesses. Let's welcome abraham to the
2: show what's up everybody my name is abraham heisler i'm a boss appreciate <laughs> you being here man yeah glad uh, thank you for having me it's a pleasure
0: so i'm in my mind like right now still waiting for sean 7 to put in all the sound effects and to listen to me and to like give me feedback on how i did because it was like i read your bio but i know you personally and that was really hard for me because i know you and I wanted mm. to tell them just about how great and amazing you were, but I wanted to honor you by reading your bio as well.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> that's like a that's like a two sided compliment, you know. That's beautiful. Thank you.
1: Yes, yeah. So, Abraham, man, why don't you tell our our podcast listeners a little bit about yourself that we didn't tell in them in, in the bio?
2: Okay. Um, well, I mean, I'm a mindset performance coach, first and foremost. I and the reason why. Let's just start off with it. My background is as a filmmaker. I was in film for 15 years, independent media, independent film. I also worked in Hollywood, worked with you know, the, the producer that did My Cousin Vinny. I worked with you know, a lot of actors that you guys know and love and was seeking film all the way around the world. But I always wanted to have a, a, an impact on people's lives. Like I always knew my goal was to inspire and empower people. And through filmmaking, I was able to inspire people and kind of make people laugh and give people interesting sort of ideas to think about. But I, I knew I wanted to transition into something that dire, uh, directly affected people's lives. I just didn't know what it, it looked like. And then I found coaching. And what's really fascinating, a lot of people say, well, Abe, how did you go from filmmaking to coaching? Like, that's a 180. But for me, it was a very small shift. Reason being, because film and coaching rely on the same thing, and that's storytelling. All right. Now, what do I mean by that? We all have a story. We all have a narrative, you know—a narrative that says, "You know, I'm I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too poor. I'm too rich. I'm too this. I'm too that." Right? And that's just a narrative. It's just a a story in your psychology. And what I love about the power of mindset, performance coaching, all the stuff that Tony teaches, Dean teaches, all the great uh, folks out there uh, are teaching, is that we can actually uh, we can control that narrative. And one of my favorite quotes ever is by Dr. Carl Jung. He said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it's going to continue to direct your life and you're going to call it fate, right? And I've, you know, I've fallen victim to that many times feeling like, oh, I can't do this. So I have this story. And then because I have this sort of idea in my brain, in my reticular activating system, which is a word a lot of like to be used, right? Because I have this part of my brain that, that's just always looking for the evidence. It's a bias. It's an unconscious bias. I'm always looking for the evidence to prove that story right. Then whatever that story is, if I'm unsuccessful, or I'm not good enough or whatever my spiel is, then I'm always going to find evidence to back that up. And I got tired of that because I, I was just, I mean, I'm just going straight into it without even any questions, but I was just tired of <laughs> being in this sort of trap, right? Uh, I was just, i was just exhausted with feeling depressed feeling um, powerless in my life and my business and my in my professional life and i you know i sought tools to shift my mindset to shift who i am where i am and here i am about seven years later my life is like black and white that's why i got the contrast here <laughs> one because i'm a libra and i like everything to be balanced but two because every time i get on a call with somebody it's like hey time to go from the darkness the light right it's time to go from one side from the negative to the positive um and and we can do it we can actually do it Takes hard work but we can do it and it all starts with shifting the way you think
1: so abraham man real quick being a filmmaker i know that you yeah. deal, being a filmmaker you have to deal with storytelling i'm a filmmaker myself i, I actually graduated mm-hmm. from full sales university shout out to full sales but um being a filmmaker you have to do you have to do, deal with storytelling so now right. a coach that was like an easy transition for you, right? Uh, right? Knowing that being a coach and knowing that people have to use their story to to kind of like put their self out there to the world so you can build that that you know what that, no life and trust factor? That no right, factor. that's right. So when you transitioned, was it like was it real smooth for you or was it like kind of like uh what am I doing here?
2: Uh that's a great question. Um obviously it was the latter. Right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't there's nothing smooth. I mean, I I tend to have a lot of beginner's luck. Whenever I start something, it's like, I naturally, easily have this beginner's luck and then it gets really hard, right? And I think a lot of people experience that. Is that like your first hit is like, whoa, cool. And then you go into the valley of death for like years, (laughs) whatever, whether it's in film or coaching or business or whatever it is. So my first foray into, 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 into coaching was you know, it was beautiful. I started getting clients. My first year, I built a six-figure business. And I was like, I was making more money than I made before. I was affecting people's lives, And then COVID hit, right? (laughs) You know, and it was like, oh, by the way, you can't go outside and meet new people and create clients. And everything that I was used to, my style, uh, my natural style of running my business is just, straight up meeting people, going to a room, doing some breath work, giving a talk, giving whatever it is, and people being like, all right, I need a piece of that. Right. But with COVID, you can't go out and do that. I had to learn how to do, do that online, which was, which was hard, which was a, a huge, I mean, I had done a lot of Facebook lives and things like that, but it was always supplemental. My the main part of my business was going out and meeting people and having that, that personal interaction and nothing replaces that. However, When you master the online game, and I'm not saying I have, right? But I'm working with the people that have, the Deans and the Tonys of the world. When you master that online game, your reach expands so much, right? So much further, because there's only one of me. Like, there's only so many people I can speak with face-to-face. Or if you put me in a room with a thousand people, there's only a thousand people I can talk to at one time. But Dean and Tony are doing, like, for instance, Dean's, no, sorry, Tony's challenge that he led in January, his unshakable challenge. I think we had up to like, I think it was like a million or two million, I can't remember, but it was like a lot of people, right? tuning in and, and feeling the impact, getting the inspiration. And, and like, I'm taking calls all the time and people keep telling me, oh yeah, I was at the challenge, I was at the challenge. But so what I'm trying to say is that if you are a coach, if you're a course creator, if you're somebody who's sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your inspiration with the world, and you want to do it on a larger level than just you and your friends and your mom, then you need to learn how to leverage the tools of running an online business, the marketing, the sales, the positioning, uh, how to create your, like, the uniqueness of your message so that it stands out in the marketplace. You don't just, you know, blend in with everybody else and that you're able to sort of carve out a little bit of a, a niche or what we call a dot for yourself. So okay i know that was a lot to answer that question but <laughs> short answer yeah of course it wasn't smooth right and and you got to kind of learn new skills and that's what i did
0: gotcha and you know what and so people who are listening to the boss effect podcast are usually first generation entrepreneurs people who are on the okay about starting their business or if they okay. started their business and they're stuck Beautiful. by that fear to get started again because mm, oh my yep. god somebody's gonna know i failed or i didn't do it right and so that You know, I heard you say, you know, it's black or white. I'm going to say bull crap, bullshit. It's not black (laughs) or white, because how do you go from that black to that white? How do you go from the white to the black? How do you make that transition at least? Because that fear and that procrastination to either one, get started again, or two, to get started in the first place, or three, to admit that, oh my God, I've been doing this for so long and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Right, right so when you say that valley of death how did you come out
2: well i mean first let me just say that if anybody that's sitting on a fence about doing something great in your life and, and this is this is what my day is filled with now is having conversations with people that are on that fence right and you're right it's a spectrum right there's people that are just like all the way leaned in people all the way leaned out and people in between but here's the thing is what i'll say is you got to jump when you're 15 percent ready and then learn how to assemble the airplane on your way down. That's entrepreneurialism, All right. And I tell people all the time, it's like, you know, you don't, you don't need to know that as a house. You don't need to know every single step. You just got to really tap into your why or what Tony and Dean call your leverage. Right. Because at the end of the day, Nietzsche, the philosopher said, I'm going to murder it. But you know, something like a man who's tapped into their why doesn't concern himself with the how. Right.
0: We didn't tell you know. before we started that we don't do religion. Well, preaching on it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well you know, Nietzsche is the farthest from religion. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm trying to say here is that, again, if you're on the fence, it's like that Indiana Jones, movie, the last per se, where he's got to take the step and then the bridge appears. I tell people that all the time. That's my, one of my favorite scenes in my history. But how did, to answer your question, you asked me, how did I come out from the valley of death? There's no one valley of death. I mean, there's multiple, and each and every time, I think the, the answer, what, what's coming through for me right now is surrender, all right? It's gotta be surrender, because think about it like this. I mean, I'm gonna break down and do a little bit of a, a cinematic film lesson for a second here. So any movie that came out of Hollywood that you've seen there's a point in the film because I, I I I write scripts and you know screenplays and I've taught screenwriting. There's a point right before the, the, the main climax of the film. So two-hour movie. This is probably like an hour and a half in, where the protagonist experiences something called a crisis. Now, each and every step of the way, the protagonist has dilemma, right? Do I go with this option or that option? So it's either two, like two, like the lesser of two evils, right? Or have to you know. Choose between, you know, like two goods, right? Like I want this thing, but I also want this thing. I don't know what to do, right? So there's always a dilemma. Every single opportunity the screenwriter wants to put a dilemma is to challenge the character to grow. But at the end of the film, there's this crisis, this moral crisis, where the person has two separate values. Maybe it's friendship and it's, you know, like uh, doing the right thing. And all of a sudden, the friend comes to the house and says, You know, I just killed a person or I, you know, did something really bad. I need your help. And the person's like, Oh my God, do I choose this friend or do I choose, you know, like what I think is right? You know, killing people, I don't think is right. So, or for instance, like the person who's stuck at work, you know, never comes home. The wife's about to leave. You know, the guy is like, Do I choose work because I'm valued in work or do I choose family? Right. So the crisis is at that point where it's like, you gotta shoot, man. Yeah. You gotta friggin' shoot. And what's interesting about the word crisis is that if you break it down in, in the Chinese, like the Chinese word for crisis is a combination of two words: danger and opportunity. All right. So whenever there's a crisis, it's a moment in your life where you have to let go of something. You have to let go of an old part of yourself, an old piece of yourself, or an old value that you held. It could be staying safe, right? Stay Staying uh secure or as Tony says he says a lot of people have this need for certainty like I want to know where my next paycheck is coming from which is why I'm going to stay in my nine-to-five job right however if I want to be something great if I want to realize my mission my purpose be the last thing's legacy then I'm gonna have to step out of my comfort zone I'm gonna have to let go of that need of certainty and step into the unknown right? Again, the Indiana Jones, take that leap of faith. I need to let go of what's certain embrace what's uncertain and in, in order for me to grow. Right. And usually, and here's the thing, this is like, what's really crucial here. A lot of times it starts as a whisper. And if we don't learn how to heed the whisper it becomes, a yell, it becomes a cry. Right. And that's when the crisis hits where like your, your life, if you don't live with your reality, your reality is going to come live with you and you have to make that decision. So all the way back, answer your question queen what it comes down to is every single time i've been in that valley of darkness i've had to let go of a piece of myself that i was holding on to right whether it was a feeling of certainty whether it was you know like my pride like i want to i like to be cool i look good dress good i want people to think i'm i'm a cool guy but to be honest like i don't have my stuff together i don't know what the hell i'm doing and so i have to sometimes go out there and just be like be honest with people be vulnerable and that's the thing that's going to move the needle forward, right? So I got to let go of the need to be cool all the time, but to be, uh, acceptable, you know, win people's love and in order for me to actually achieve what it is that I want to achieve. So short answer to your question, what gets me out of the valley of death is surrender.
0: Great nugget. So if you're listening, I want you to take that in surrender. Because if you remember, I don't know if you've listened to any of the other episodes of Boss Say, but there is always a book that we recommend by Michael A. Singer called "Oh uh, Yeah," "Surrender Experiment,"
2: right? Sure.
0: Life changing. Have you read yeah, it? Yeah, it's
2: great. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, I don't think I've read it cover to cover, but I'm familiar with his work. And I've read—I uh, think I read the other one. The can't remember the name of the other one that he wrote.
0: The untethered soul. Look at my the untethered soul.
2: <laughs> untethered soul. I read untethered soul. I kind of like the Cliff Notes of the Surrender Experiment. I know about it, and it's fascinating. Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: Abraham, I'm just loving this. I'm loving this. (laughs) You know, when you talk to someone and you hear the storytelling, like like storytellers recognize and respect storytellers. Like I'm hearing so much of, you know, storytelling, and people don't realize that when you start showing up as a coach. It's not just storytelling. It's understanding your story. It's understanding the yes. story of the people, of the lives you're affecting and, and becoming right. a part of. So I just get really, right. really excited. And I know Sonny Seven we going to ask you question, <laughs> but I just I just get excited when I hear storytelling. And I love the way well, you bring that in to your coaching and the way you bring it in, because people don't realize that human connection really matters. Mm-hmm. And the way mm-hmm. you see that is through stories that we believe and tell. And That's
1: right. And just listen, right. man, I can tell, man, especially being, being a, a filmmaker, uh, you use the hero's journey a lot.
2: All the time. Exactly. I, I can tell, man. Joseph Campbell's my patron saint. So.
1: <laughs> well, definitely, man. So the thing about being in the coaching world, man, um, I don't like to use the word coach. I like to use, man, like being in business of service. So okay. when you're being in the business of service for others, things like that, you have to find your niche. And a lot of people, a lot of coaches, you know, a lot of people in service, they, they go through for years before they find an actual niche, what works for them. Mm -hmm. You call yourself a strategy consultant. How did you find that niche and, and know that this is what, this is the lane that I'm good at and this is what works for me?
2: You know, it's interesting because, um, I mean, this is, this is the role that I'm playing right now, right? This is the role that I'm really attracted to play and. I, you know, so here's here's the story behind it is that I actually burnt out. Like I was coaching for many years, and I was doing the one man band, one man show, and I just like, I just reached a point where I just it just became too much, and I just knew I needed to take a step back. So I actually took a sabbatical from coaching, and I went off, did crypto, I did you know NFTs, I did like everybody did that right for a little while. And uh, and it was great because I got back into filmmaking. I was working on like cinematic trailers for crypto games with my wife. She's a three D artist, in Hollywood, and we were doing like really cool cinematic trailers. That was a lot of fun. Um, but then I realized, you know, look, this is my calling in life, and it's time to get back to it. You know, I, I need to go go back to that. And I just felt like I didn't. I don't want to just set up shop and do my own thing. I want to work with this team of people. I want to work with some of the greats in the industry. And so of course, Tony, I mean, I've been a fan of Tony ever since I was a little kid in New York city, right? Like nobody knew who Tony was in my circle. And in the early nineties, I used to go to my chiropractor's office and he'd hand me uh, a Walkman, you know, an old school Walkman with those big, big headphones. And, uh, uh, and I, you know, I just listen to Anthony Roberts, right? So he planted the seed very early on around mindset, personal growth, all that type of stuff, and I, I just knew I was like, look, you know, he's had such a profound impact in my life. If I'm going to work for somebody, I would want I want to work for him, you know, because I, I love his work, I love what he's doing. Dean's also great, and so I ended up working at Mastermind.com, which is a, a company that they they run they own, and. um, and so, at Mastermind, what we do is exactly what I said before. We help people to monetize their knowledge by turning their experience, their their wisdom into courses, helping them launch their coaching business. And so, I just slid right in. Like I, I have so much experience as a coach, and this is how I met you guys, working with uh, you know the other Sean, Sean Stewart, and doing the same thing, right? Helping people like yourselves who have a message, who have a a, a platform. Uh, great courses, great coaching program around that. So you can monetize that, you can build a business, you can do it full time rather than just a hobby or be a professional volunteer, which is what I was many years before I started my business. (laughs) I was serving, I was helping, I was, you know, providing, people used to sit and come and sit in my office ever since I was in high school and I never charged, you know, and, and then I realized, wait a second, you know, I could actually help people change their life and actually build a business at the same time. So I, you know, I just like I just spend so much time and money and invested in myself learning these tools, and I love to see other people take off. I love to see their life change, and so now I'm just really enjoying helping people on that journey, helping people to cross that line, say yes to to uh, to learning how to build an online business, and so really it's just it's, it's the passion of of seeing change and transformation um, occur. I think ultimately at some point i'm going to come back to just more uh speaking from more of a uh a personal life strategy place and really speaking on a more psychology and stuff like that but right now i'm just really enjoying helping people get their business up and running online so that's how i found my niche it's, it's not like some climb to the top of mount zion and like god spoke to me kind of thing it was just like here's where i am this is what i like to do and i'm really enjoying doing this right now that's what's so big. <laughs>
0: So it wasn't Mount Everest, it wasn't Mount Zion. It was, okay, got it, got it. It was Mount
2: Tony and Dean. <laughs> Tony and Dean.
0: Everyone, I just wanna say that from the first moment that we we met you, you know, we met you, we found out you were a, a hip hop artist that you could, you could rap. Yeah. Then yeah. we found out you were amazing at the sales game. And then we mm. had the opportunity to coach with you and to work through some of our own barriers, because for me, I was, when I met you, I was a professional volunteer, you know, and Mm. I didn't realize that, oh my gosh, I'm being friends with people to take up, you know, the fact my husband's going to work, he's here, and I want something to do. And so a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're doing. And so Mm. when you start talking to them about, okay, we want you to start making offers. We want you to switch from being a professional volunteer to making some offers and making some sales. And part of that is, how do you get someone to take action when they're not already in action? So that's one of the reasons we say the 10K and 10 day game
1: here on Boss Estate Five. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: okay. And, all right.
1: Being said, Mr. Abraham, are you ready to play 10K and 10 days?
2: Yes. Let's, let's play. play. Let's go. <laughs> let's get it. So I'm Come on down.
0: You. Okay. Now listen, I want you to see. First of all, are you a boss? You said you were a boss when you started and you're, you're focused most of your time and attention and energy over at mastermind.com is helping people get you that right. off the ground.
1: John Seven. With that being said, here are the rules. We're gonna start you out with $100. We're gonna get you a truck, and it's gonna be a beta truck, so I'm gonna get you around just that little part of your town. You try to go out of town, what's gonna to happen, thinking?
0: It's gonna break down if you pass the city limit sign.
1: Yes, sir. We're gonna give you a cell phone And then you cannot borrow any money from friends, family, or bank. And also on that cell phone, it's not going to have any contact. So basically, you're starting over from ground zero. Nobody knows you. Now give our listeners step-by-step, before we get there, if you get the 10K in 10 days, we're going to gift you another 10K. So you'll leave out of here with 20K. Got it. So now tell our listeners listeners step-by-step how you're going to go about getting that 10K in 10 days.
2: So I would just do it the way that I've done it in the past. And that's kind of the easy answer. And then I'd like to try a, a harder answer and just make up something on the spot. So in the past, what I would have done is I would have taken a hundred dollars and I would have actually, you know what? I wouldn't even, I was going to say I was going to buy a laptop, but I wouldn't. I just go to the library. I drive to the library. I would log on on Facebook, right? I would, If I didn't have any contacts in Facebook, well, then I'd have to do some other stuff, but we don't have too much time to go into that. But let's just say I have some contacts in Facebook. What I would do, and you guys are going to love this, I would tell my story. All right? And that story would include a few things. It would include a place. uh, I would start off first in in a happy place and then go to a dark place in my life. And then I would talk about how I overcame that dark place. Right? And how I was really stuck and it was like, you know, I was in that crisis moment, but what did I do? What shift did I make? What decisions did I take or actions did I take in order to change and to shift and to come out on the other side and to a place of light? And then at the end, I would just say, if this is helpful, please share it with somebody come back a day later, see all the comments, wow, hey, that's inspiring. Some people reaching out and saying, hey, I'd like to learn more. Other people saying, cool. I would go through each and every one of those and I'd reach out and I would say, hey, um, I'm glad that you got some value from my post. And uh, I'm curious, what inspired you or what spoke to you or, you know, what, what is it that resonated with you? And then from that, create a lot of conversations. Ideally, what I'm looking for is to... Get a few people onto a call, and you know the way I do it is I just ask questions like, "So tell me, what's going on in your life? What do you, what's you know, why does this resonate so hardly, like so so much with you?" And 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 again, more nuances there. It's not just a blanket answer, but basically after that, you get a bunch of people on the call. And then I would enroll them into a coaching program and try to find two people and sell them into like a $5,000 coaching program where I work with them for the next, you know, however many months and help them to achieve the same result in their life. So that's how I would do it the old way, the new way I would challenge myself and do something like go on Facebook and check out listings of people selling items that I think are worth more than what they're being listed for. Go around with the truck, pick up those items, and sell it for more, buy low, sell high. I would do something like that just to try something new and to challenge myself to 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 create something new than what i've already done in the past so you got two answers right there
1: hey that's what a boss do they have more than one way to make money
2: well that's it you gotta that's it you gotta be resourceful right it's not about resources it's about resourceful exactly
0: my own personal definition of entrepreneurship is someone who's not afraid to try something new and take calculated risks so therefore, mm. that is exactly what you just did. So therefore, your answer will definitely receive $20,000 because you're going to be
2: gifted an additional
0: ten k in Boss Bucks. Boss Bucks.
2: <laughs> I love it. Boss Bucks. Beautiful. In All right. Boss Bucks. So So is Boss Bucks, is that an appreciating asset?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the way Boss Bucks works is you can come to any of our events that we have throughout the year and you can cash in your boss book. Okay,
2: okay. all right. So for me,
0: just here on the Boss Effect Podcast, we literally want to make sure that everything we do is that we're sharing knowledge, tools, and resources. And I know that you have a Facebook group and in your Facebook group, you're going live and you're sharing, you're sharing freely and you're literally giving. And for, for credibility purposes, I just want to say, a giver that gives with no expectation in return. Like, that's right. That that's is right. You are. And, and I really would love to hear more about that Facebook group because that was a phenomenal answer.
2: Yeah, totally. So here's the thing with mastermind.com, we have an 80,000 person Facebook group. Now, some people think, oh, 80,000, it must be great. I'm going to go there. But it's a lot of noise. I mean, it's beautiful, it's great people posting their wins and this and that, but there's not a lot of, I mean, you know, Dean shows up every once in a while. It's very difficult to extract the nuggets that are really going to help you to build your business, you know, whether it's marketing, sales, mindset, whatever it is. So what I've done is I've started a, actually I've revamped an old Facebook group that I had that was around the same thing, it was marketing for online coaches, and I revamped it. And what I'm doing now is I'm going live at least once a week and I'm giving trainings, uh, I love the stuff, stuff that people pay thousands, you know, tens of thousands people, you know, I've paid up to, uh, six figures, you know, to acquire some of the, the strategy, the shift, the mindset, the this, the that, and I'm just sharing absolutely, uh, for free, you know, just for people, uh, in a smaller setting where you could actually ask questions and get your questions answered and so on and so forth. Because again, there's a lot of noise in the bigger groups, I want to serve a smaller group of people that really want to grow, really want to scale. And I'm, you know, and I'll, I'll be completely transparent. Just like you said, it's all about serve, give, and don't even expect anything in return. Like naturally the people that are going to want to move forward with you, the people that are going to want to, you know, get your help or pay you for services are going to reach out. It's That's going to, you know, that's going to happen. So you, you, you don't have to worry about being pitched hard or any sort of sales. Like sales come naturally as long as you're showing up and serving. So my whole goal is just create an empowered community, uh, a smallish community, more intimate community, and we're already doing that. And so if you're interested, please join us. The name of the group is Online Tip Marketing. I'm sorry, Online Marketing Tips. Right now it's called for coaches, but really it's coaches, uh, course creators, consultants. So just look for online marketing tips. And if you have the link, you can post that below as well
1: we make sure that link will be in the show notes. So, Abraham, man, we let let you get up out of here, you would like to know, what is your most profound statement that you want to leave behind when you're no longer here?
2: I posted today, and this is something that's very serious to me because I I lost my mom last year. Um, Other members of my family are struggling with health, and now more than ever, it's apparent to me, we're going to die, like all of us. You know, it's to get so morbid, but tomorrow we're gone. And so my question is, if you die tomorrow, what are you doing with your life today? And if that doesn't get you off the fence, I don't know what else will. Oh, would be Abraham.
0: There are not too many times on this show that Queen's family speaks.
1: On that note, Abraham, man, we appreciate you
2: being on awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Moment of silence. <laughs> Love it. I love it. It's the, the music is in between the notes.
1: Abraham, man, we appreciate you being a guest here on the Ball Podcast, man. And hopefully you'll come back again and, and drop some more jeans for our guests, man.
2: I'm around I'm here anytime. I'm here to serve. So thank you guys for having me. Really appreciate it.
1: You've been listening to Sean Seven and Queen Kimmy. With an IE. Thanks for tuning in to the Boss Effect Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review. Be sure to share
0: this thing out. Share this thing out. Hey, share this thing out. Share this thing out. out.
1: Tune in every Tuesday for more exciting insights and wisdom on being your own boss. And until next time, peace and blessings in both life and business. Remember, what works for us might not work for you. So take what you need and and leave what what you don't.